0: Are you ready for some hot, steamy conversation? <laughs> I don't
1: know about how steamy it is. <laughs> yeah. My mother and I had a
0: fantastic relationship. This is Stephen, and I just want to share... Uh,
1: yeah, I want to expound on that just quickly,
0: because the real man... Good morning and welcome to Coffee Talk. I'm SOY, host of the fastest growing online talk show where we discuss real topics with real people in real situations. Good morning, good morning, good morning and welcome to Coffee Talk with SOY, your new morning show where real talk happens every Saturday morning. Hey, y'all, did you hear we launched an app? Oh, yeah, we did, and how convenient is that for you? Well, check it out. It's very simple to use. First, you just visit your app store, whether it's iTunes or Google Play. You'll find the app there under the show name, Coffee Talk with Soy. Simply download it there and never miss another conversation. I want to share with you the awesome event it's being put on today by the Georgia Lymphomathon. It's a 5K walk that's taking place right now until noon today at the Westland School in North Coast, Georgia. Lots of fun, exciting games, and what great weather to walk and get fit in. This event is being put on by the Georgia Lymphoma Research Foundation, also known as LRF. And it raises public awareness for lymphoma, which is a blood cancer. According to the American Cancer Society, it is estimated there will be over, get this, over 79,000 new cases of lymphoma in the United States for the upcoming year. And although lymphoma is on the rise, early diagnosis makes it treatable and may render good prognosis for survival. So, come on out and help raise awareness and eradicate this lymphoma. In 2008, I was diagnosed with lymphoma. I began chemo treatment in 2009. And ever since, I've been in and out of treatment, desperately fighting for ways to extend my life and ultimately beat this cancer. There's no doubt I will. I know. I am not alone, as many of my family and friends continue to support me in this journey. Here with me in the studio today is Kimberly Beckham, the 2014 Georgia Committee Chair, Ron Whitton, the LRF Advocate, and Megan McNamee, the Active Lifestyle Events Manager for LRF. I'm excited about what they have to share. Let's welcome our first guest to the show. Good morning, Kimberly. How are you?
2: Good morning. I'm fine. How are you?
0: I'm well. I am well, thank you. And I am excited that you're on the show and that you you have arranged to do this interview because I really want to learn more about you. You are the topic of conversation in LRF, and so I am excited to hear from myself to learn more about your story and the great things that you're doing in the LRF community. So, so tell me, how, how did you become exposed to lymphoma? Um, in
2: 2000, late 2010, um, I was having some issues actually with my teeth, and I went to the dentist where he um, found a lump, and we just thought maybe it was an infection or something because my teeth were kind of disintegrating. And um, he gave me some antibiotics and stuff. And then the lump didn't go away. It actually got bigger. And um, I went to my doctor right after Christmas. And she did a CAT scan. And next thing I know it, I was having biopsies and PET scans and CAT scans and all that. And it was uh, diffuse large. B-cell lymphoma in my saliva glands, and my saliva glands were compromised, and I wasn't producing saliva, and so it was making my teeth actually crumble, and um, I got my diagnosis on February uh, 8th of
1: 2011,
2: and... Almost immediately, my first um, chemo. I had six rounds of chemo, and my first round was February twenty-second. And because it was in my face, they couldn't do radiation or any or surgery or any of the normal routes that they usually take. So we had to do straight chemo, and I did uh, six rounds. And when it was all over and done with, I was released July seventh so it all happened very, very quickly mm-hmm. and as a result, my um, again, my saliva gland doesn 't produce saliva, so I ended up having to have all of my teeth removed as a result of it so it has been a very long trying journey but i am in remission i am considered cured so i am happy about that and while i was trying to find out more about lymphoma i google is my friend and i went to google and i came across lrf and um ordered information and found out more about the foundation, all the good things that they do. And then I signed up for the email uh, list, and then I got the lymphoma-thon, and I decided, you know, I can't control a lot of things, but I can control my health, and I want to never, ever have anybody else hear that you have cancer. So the more we raise, the more we walk, the more we get involved, then the less people who will have cancer.
0: Absolutely. Now tell me, where was, you said there was a lump that was found, and where where, where was that lump?
2: Um, If you put your fingers on your face, and you feel back to like where your jaw opens and closes
0: okay
2: right in there is your is one of your saliva glands Ooh. and so that's where the lump was so okay. Okay. thankfully because every time it got it got from the size of like a lemon seed to a in December to the size of a golf ball in February so it grew, it, lymphoma is a very aggressive cancer. And thankfully, every time I looked in the mirror, every time somebody looked at me, it was, you know, a fourth thought. You know, you could see it. Mm-hmm. So I was able to stay on top of it. And so we were able to catch it early, and we were able to get the treatment that I needed in time.
0: Good for you. Good for you. I'm so happy that you were um, um, paying attention uh, to that because so often, so many people see have lumps and find things, and and they may feel that because it is not painful, that it's not important. So I do want to point that out because sometimes. Yeah, I had
2: no pain involved. No, you know, you could press on it. You could push on it. And um, I ended up having nine different lumps from into my neck and all that different kind of stuff. And none of them hurt. I had no pain. I had no of the normal lymphoma uh, symptoms, you know, the night sweats, the weight loss. I had none of that.
0: It's funny that your your story sounds a, a lot like mine uh, with the exception that I was diagnosed with peripheral T-cell as opposed to the, the B-cell, but it was the same process where there was a lump, and the lump that I found was on the left side of my jaw um, right under my ear. So there was one there, and when the tissue was removed, it was... Um, I was diagnosed with peripheral T-cell, but it's the same kind of story. I had no symptoms or anything, and it was just for, if it wasn't for vanity, just in terms of being concerned about things, you know, being visible, that, that you you look into it. But again, I just want to stress how important it is for those listening that when you do have lumps in your body, and although they may not appear on your face or they may be somewhere else, you do need to get those things checked out, because the the sooner you respond to it and act on it, the sometimes it it, it renders a, a better outcome, and I just can't stress that enough. And so your your interest and wanting to get more information about lymphoma led you to LRF. Isn't yes. it, is it a wonderful organization?
2: Oh yes, yeah. it it is yeah. just been life saving.
0: That it's, is so true. That that's so true. So tell me, how has your exposure with them changed your life?
2: Again, when when you're going through chemo and and all that, and you hear the words you have cancer, you can't control a whole lot of anything and I felt that the more information that I had, the more knowledge that I had, the more I could control something and LRF is a wonderful, wonderful reference. They have so much information on their website. They're when I started going to the meetings, there were so many people who took the time to get to know me and to, you know, ask me how I was, and we shared our stories. And, you know, after you're done, you still have that fear, is it going to come back, and, you know, you, you get a – something hurts and you're afraid that the cancer is back. And talking to other people and reading different blurbs on the site, I realized that that's perfectly normal, that I am normal in my thoughts and my fears and what I went through, other people have been through. And if you share your story and if you talk about it, you never know who is fighting the same battle. And, Mm -hmm. you know, if you just share your experiences and coming together and and walking and, you know, raising a little bit of money here and there will help fight the battle so that, again, nobody else will ever have to hear the words, you have cancer, you have lymphoma.
0: That's a touching testimony. That's a touching testimony. How do you – what's the vision for the committee this year? So you're the 2014 Georgia committee chairperson, and what's the vision for the committee this year?
2: Our vision is to make the Lymphomathon bigger than it's ever been, to reach our goals, to spread word about the walk, to um, – have more consistent meetings to just if we can tell our story and it touches people, then they'll get involved and they'll know that there is a resource to turn to, that there is hope, that there there are people who went through it and who can help with the same battle, can help you walk you through it or just hold your hand or just be there for moral support.
0: And what challenges have you faced, if any, in being a chairperson?
2: The hardest, the hardest part for me has been trying to find to spread the word, to get the word out there, because not a lot of people know about the walk, and. It's hard to get people involved and, and get people motivated. So I guess that's been the hardest part for me is to try and get my committee. Has been wonderful. They have done every, gone above and beyond, and done everything that I've asked. It's getting the outside people, the the participation and getting people to go online, to register, to look at LRF, to join the walk, and just get out and get motivated.
0: Okay. Well, we have heard from Kimberly Berker, the 2014 Georgia Committee Chairperson. She's saying get out there, get involved, get motivated. Where can they get more information about LRF, Kimberly?
2: They can go on the um, website, the Lymphomathon Research Foundation. They can Google it. Um, They can come out to Westland School. There's uh, the Georgia chapter. Um, There's many ways to, to get involved. We have Ask the Doctor programs. Uh, we can come out, and we go to Emory, and the doctor comes out and talks about different treatment plans. There's all different ways to get involved.
0: All right. All right. Well, we'll definitely put it out there. We will be out there walking and having a lot of fun exercising, and there's great entertainment there. So I would invite everyone, if you're listening to this, to this show, come out to West End School. It's not too late. You still have time. If not coming out to the school, visit the website and donate. If not to a team, donate to the organization as a whole. We definitely appreciate the support. And thanks again, Kimberly, for being on the show.
2: Thank you. And sign up for the newsletter.
0: Oh, all right. Can't forget about the newsletter. We've got to stay informed. <laughs> That's a good tool. Thank you so much, Kimberly. We appreciate your gracious spirit. Now at this time, I'd like to welcome... Ron welcome to the show. Hey, Ron. How Hi are there. you? Hi
1: there. Great. And you?
0: I'm wonderful. I'm wonderful. I really appreciate you making yourself available.
1: Well, I'm glad to do that, and it's. I would appreciate you uh, inviting me and any of those who can carry the message. We're delighted to do that.
0: Yeah. We're all doing our part to kind of
1: And you are one of those, and we so appreciate all that you're doing. Uh, So I continue to thank you for that, and I I, I just appreciate that you're at the forefront of uh, getting the message across of empowerment to all of those who desperately need that mantra of living.
0: Well, it is you and your wife that had first inspired me and kind of started to give me hope that I could live with this disease because I was devastated when I found out. And I was looking for, I remember looking and scrounging for help and support. And I remember finding the LRF in some newsletter. And I said, well, let me go out and check out the meeting. Because I I didn't know how I was going to live with this disease. But meeting you and your wife and learning about the LRF, really, it began to change my life. And I began to feel empowered that I could do it because I was devastated.
1: Mm. Well, you're overly gracious with your... With your credit, believe uh, me, it is it is uh, within your own strength that uh, th- that has uh, inspired so many of us. So I uh, uh, can take no credit for that, but thank you anyway. It's always nice to hear.
0: Well, thank you. Well, thank you. We just never know how we're going to be used and how we impact other people, right? So that that's, that's for sure. That's, yeah, yeah. We think it's just no big. It's not a big deal. It's a no-brainer. But it sometimes the things we say and do have a huge impact on people and you just never
1: know what what they're going through, you know. <clears throat> so true. I um uh, th- that's why I, I really try to keep the door open uh realizing that we never know who may be out there who may be inquiring, uh, whose lives may be touched in some unsuspecting way and uh it's 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 something that I hope that I at least I try to do and I hope that I can continue to do.
0: Georgia's local advocacy program focuses on taking action on laws, policies, and positions that affect lymphoma patients and survivors. I understand that you guys reach out to elected officials by phone calls, emails, and letters in support of priorities. Local advocacy's help LRF to make lymphoma a national health priority. You are the chair of the Georgia program, is that correct?
1: That is correct. Yes,
0: and how this is something we've been doing
1: for some years now, and uh, uh, the amount of activity varies from uh, day to day, week to week, and month to month, and even year to year to some extent. Okay.
0: And how how is it going? What, what can you share with with the listeners about the advocacy program?
1: If I may, give just a general overview about that. Um, much of the uh, the advocacy is in concert with um, other advocates across the nation, and uh, much of what we do, in fact, uh, is channeled uh, with and through uh, the National Lymphoma Research Foundation. I mean by that, that the national organization um, has its own uh, national public policy committee, uh, one of the the national uh, committees that I serve on, and have been able to contribute to in setting annual priorities and we take those priorities, many of them are legislative, in fact most of them are, and uh, we seek a a variety of ways uh, to give input and advocacy for those positions. Um, Year to year, uh, a fairly standard or standing uh, legislative uh, agenda has been to continue the federal grant funding for research uh, through the National Institutes of Health and through that to the National Cancer Institute, and also some uh, medical research that goes on under, the, under and through the Department of Defense. So our advocacy is, is uh, through letters uh, to our, our congressmen and women, uh, our senators, as well as uh, visits to their offices uh, and their staff uh, in D.C., as well as the local office. In most instances, because of the inability of most of us to get uh, Uh, to Washington, D.C., and back, uh, we we have sought out uh, an audience with either our congresspersons or their staff here in their local regional offices. So we've had several of those visits over the year, and occasionally we've managed to get a face-to-face with one or more of our uh, congressmen. We've met with uh, Senator Isaacson face-to-face, also with Congressman John Lewis, as examples of that uh, to get our message across. But then there are other issues uh, that we advocate for uh, that isn't just necessarily money-related, such as comprehensive uh, cancer care planning. Uh, We really want to see a more comprehensive plan uh, implemented uh, within the context of the patient care and survivor care that is provided by our various medical services and our various physicians. Uh, Some physicians do a good job of that, and some uh, centers do a good job of that. Others do not, and uh, we have advocated for national legislation uh, that would insist that that occur at least beginning at a beginning level with our Medicare patients. We're still working on that one, but uh, those are just a couple of uh, examples uh, that we spend a lot of time in advocacy on behalf of, of those particular ones.
0: Well, as a lymphoma patient, I, I certainly uh, appreciate uh, your efforts. And, and where can the listeners get more information about the advocacy program and, and where can and Absolutely,
1: where get- we um, we really are interested in growing our our advocacy uh, cadre, and uh, we encourage people to. Uh, consider starting by by going online to www.lymphoma.org. Again, that's www.lymphoma.org. There they will find uh, an array of information about the national organization, but also how they can become involved in the various uh, state chapters. Uh, They also can go directly to the Georgia activities by just simply doing www.lymphoma.org slash Georgia, and you will be connected online uh, to uh, recent Georgia activities as well. Um, And I might mention that in addition to just all kinds of information about um, uh, not only about advocacy but about lymphoma itself and the the various types of lymphoma, You'll find uh, on that website the uh, option of ordering. um, There's uh, a listing of publications, uh, many of which can be very, very helpful to patients, survivors, and caregivers. Uh, And they're free and available. There's also a helpline, a helpline that uh, the number you'll find there online for those who want to speak to somebody, uh, who might want to seek out a buddy. There's a buddy service in which you can be connected an individual possibly in your own locale or someone perhaps by phone who's going through some of the same things you're going through. So those are just a, a, a variety of things one can access through the national website.
0: All right, Ron. Well, thank you again for being on the show. I thank you for the information you provided, and we pray that it will help someone, and it will strengthen the organization to include the advocacy um, program that you're doing. Thanks again, and, and good luck. And I pray that you stay in remission as well.
1: Likewise. Thank you. It's been a pleasure uh, to uh, to talk with you, and I do appreciate uh, your time today.
0: Well, there you have it. The man has spoken. I tell you, Ron is a good guy, and he's made such a huge impact on my life. Our final guest in the studio today is a woman behind the name, or... Behind the acronym should I say LRF. I'd like to welcome LRF's Active Lifestyle Events Manager, Megan McNamee. Good morning, Megan. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Can you tell us a little bit about what you do for the informal Research Foundation?
3: Sure. So I'm the Active Lifestyle Events Manager. I manage um, our different events, which are lymphomathons, which are 5Ks, and our um, cycling events, which are bike rides. And we have two of those in Chicago and um, D.C. And uh, we have 18 lymphomathons across the country.
0: Oh, wow. Oh, wow. And the lymphomathon that is going on today is the Georgia Lymphoma
3: Yes, it will be my first time um, at this walk and in Georgia. I'm looking forward to it. And so what, what are some
0: challenges that you face in terms of getting the walks, in terms of coordinating the walks and getting support from the public?
3: Um, I think our biggest challenge right now would be um, the marketing. This walk has been going on for about eight years now, I want to say. I'm pretty sure it's eight. And um, sometimes you cut into donor fatigue and spreading the word and coming up with new ideas on how to attract people to come uh, to the day of the walk, as, You know, marking it as a fun event, a non-competitive um, 5K that people can just come and enjoy themselves.
0: Okay. You know, one of the things that I've learned as a lymphoma patient that – I learned that these, I'm sorry. September is lymphoma awareness month. Is, is there any activities going on in September that can be promoted uh, to give um, awareness to this disease as well?
3: Yes, in September is when our Uh, D.C. Lymphoma Research Ride is, that is on September uh, 28th and it's a regional um, bike ride so anyone is more than welcome to come to it, you just don't have to be local to D.C. Um, It was originally started in 2007 by um, Dr. Bruce Chesson, who was the former chair of our Scientific Advisory Board, and it has grown um, quite a lot in the last couple of years. Uh, Since 2007, they've raised over $3 million for uh, lymphoma research. research. And last year, they had about 300 bike riders and just raised just under $500,000.
0: Wow, that sounds amazing. What What's yeah. the turnout like in terms of people?
3: Um, so we have uh, 300 people who come out to do the ride, and it's uh, a non-competitive. It's 25, 40, or 50 miles. You can choose whatever route you're most comfortable with. Um, It's fully supported so if you aren't comfortable with your cycling abilities, um, we have SAG wagons and medical um, all along the route so you can uh, be picked up if you need to and you can take your time. It's not competitive at all. Um, But in terms of, we probably have about 450 people come on the day of with friends and family that come out to support the cyclists. It's a long day. It starts at about 7. Um, the ride starts at 9. It finishes at about 3, and we have breakfast and lunch for everybody.
0: Oh, nice. Nice, nice, nice. And that's September the 28th of this year,
3: 2014.
2: Yes. Mm-hmm. All right.
0: It's out there. It's out there. So if you're in the D.C. area, do check out and support that event. I will post it on my website as well to help put that out there, but I definitely am marketing and trying to advocate for the Georgia Lymphoma thon, which is the one that I'm primarily associated with. So, I is there any last words or anything you want to say to the audience in terms of getting them to come out and support this event?
3: Yeah, um, it's, um to date we have raised in all of our lymphoma funds over three hundred and fifty-one thousand dollars for Georgia uh, since two thousand and four. Um, And in Georgia, there will be 2,000 people um, diagnosed with lymphoma this year alone. So I think that's a great reason to come out and support and raise money for lymphoma research. Yes, it definitely saves lives.
0: Yes. Thank you. Thanks. Well, thanks again, Megan, Ron, and Kimberly, for all you do. And may God bless your efforts in working with the LRS. It's the Lymphoma Research Foundation, y'all, that's putting the 2014 Lymphomathon 5K Walk on today from 9 to noon. So it's not too late to donate. If you can't get out here, visit the website. Visit my website, Coffee Talk with Troy. Look for that yellow snicker and donate. Give, give, give. For more information on the Lymphoma Research Foundation, visit their website at www.lymphoma.org. Have a great weekend. Get out there and get connected to something positive. Give back to such an organization such as this. Visit the website, become the friend on Facebook, and don't forget to download the app, folks, and have a great weekend. Enjoy yourself